Welcome to The Road to Rural Prosperity, featuring stories about rural Oklahoma and rural America. Guiding us on the journey today is our host, Ron Hayes. Well, thank you, Billy. Welcome to yet another edition of The Road to Rural Prosperity. Our own Casey Shepard is traveling the road today, and it goes through Stillwater, Oklahoma, as she's visiting with Oklahoma State University junior Emery Griffin, who comes from a long line of agricultural producers growing up in Cushing. Her dad's in the livestock marketing business, so she's always had an interest in how the cattle marketing business ran on a daily basis. At Oklahoma State University, Emery's also seen other needs, the need to combat food insecurity on the Oklahoma State University campus. Emery was part of a task force that was formed, and out of that, they came up with Pete's Pantry, a way to combat food insecurity on campus. She and Casey talk about that today. And today, our Road to Rural Prosperity being brought to you in part by Bank First, loyal to Oklahoma and loyal to you. We'll be back with Casey and her special guest today on the Road to Rural Prosperity in just a few moments. With communities from border to border, Bank First lenders understand the needs of today's agricultural market. Whether you need to purchase land, equipment, or livestock, or maybe need an operating line of credit, call on Bank First. They are a certified lender with the Farm Service Agency and can help with specialized financing when other banks can't. Bank First is proud to serve the needs of the Sooner State's agricultural market. Bank First is loyal to Oklahoma and you. Member FDIC, loan subject to approved credit. PSO provides electricity service to more than half a million customers across Oklahoma. Increasing reliance on natural gas and renewable energy is our future. Cleaner, more affordable energy to power our lives. A strong Oklahoma economy boosted by new jobs, increased revenues for rural communities and schools. Together, our energy is boundless. We're visiting today with OSU student Amory Griffith. She's studying ag communications and agribusiness. How are you today? I'm great. Thanks for having me. Well, you've got a special project that we're going to talk about in just a, a few more minutes. But first, I'd like it if you could just kind of tell us a little bit about your ag background and what you're doing there at OSU. Yeah, absolutely. Um, like you said, my name is Amory Griffith. I am from Cushing, Oklahoma. I grew up on a small cow-calf operation here in Cushing. Um, my dad is in the livestock marketing business, so I've always had strong ties to the agricultural industry. He owns a commission company that operates out of the Oklahoma National Stockyards and then also um operates out of the livestock market in Apache, Oklahoma. And so the livestock marketing industry and um, livestock auctions are always something that I have grown up around and been very interested in. And when I got to college, I received the incredible opportunity to start my own internship at the Oklahoma National Stockyards Company underneath Miss Kelly Payne. So I have worked for her for two years now, working um, in marketing and tours and really anything that Kelly needs. Um, my most recent project is specifically working to collabor collaborate between the Oklahoma National Stockyards Company and Stockyard City Main Street um, in a joint social media campaign. And so that's been a really fun endeavor. That's a little bit about my ag background up until now. I am studying agricultural communications and agribusiness at OSU. And so I'm getting to learn about the great world of 
running an agribusiness and what being a good agribusiness manager looks like, as well as telling the stories of those agribusinesses. And so it's a really neat, well-rounded education. And I'm grateful for the faculty at OSU for providing such a neat opportunity for students like myself. Um, so yeah, that's about my ag background. So you're a junior this year. What is yeah. it that you're actually wanting to end up doing once you graduate? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think immediately after graduation, I'd really like to um, continue to pursue the marketing and communication side of the agricultural world, similar to what I'm doing right now at the stockyards. Um, but eventually, I would like to attend law school um, with a specialization in agricultural law. Um, with my work at the stockyards, I've gotten to see the many places that the law and the agricultural industry intersect. And I think it's really important um, to have legally educated advocates who can um, help our producers in the many endeavors that we face now in the modern society, specifically um, connecting our producer to consumer and the systems that govern those relationships. And so eventually I would like to attend law school so that I can be an advocate for our agricultural partners and connecting with consumers. Well, I'm guessing that working down at the stockyards, man, you get to see all sides of that whole business. And, and of course you see the need for someone that could represent the agriculture side for sure. Yes, yes, absolutely. Working with Kelly, I've seen the many points um, where agricultural advocacy is really important. Right, because sometimes people are just telling the wrong stories and we as ag advocates have to go in there and set that story straight. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Well, let's talk a little bit about something special that you got started at Oklahoma State University, Pete's Pantry. Oh, absolutely. Um, You know, it's kind of a interesting story, but we're excited to be where we are now. Um, in 2018, a graduate student conducted a survey that found that 43% of OSU students would consider themselves some level of food insecure. And so with that, um, immediately that really caught the attention of both students and administrators. And it's a reality that we wish didn't exist, but the truth is it does. And um, the vice president of the Student Government Association at that time really took this as her platform and worked to start combating this issue that we were seeing on campus. And an administrative committee was formed as a task force um, to begin programming and planning and research to try to um, alleviate some of these issues students were facing. And at the same time, the students also began working to research and look for ways we could combat um, food insecurity on campus. And so over time, there has been a basic needs committee at OSU assembled of administrators, and they've got some really great programming efforts that they have put together and a directorship for the Student Government Association Food Insecurity Committee position came open and um, I was selected to be the first director of that committee. And so um, I work collaboratively with students and my committee, which is formed of students. And then I also sit on the administrative committee as a student voice. And so the thing about food insecurity is that it looks different for each individual experiencing that issue. And so there is no blueprint or plan for what will work for each 
student body, essentially, because every student body is different with different needs. And so that is why the administrative committee and the student committee exists. And we look at different levels of food insecurity because there are mildly food insecure students, moderately food insecure students, and then very food insecure students. There are different programming efforts taking place at OSU in order to um, have resources for the different issues students may be facing and the different levels of food insecurity students may be facing. Some of those are managed by administrators and some of those are managed by students. I have had the sincere opportunity, just it's incredible really truly, of getting to lead a few of those projects, one of which is Pete's Pantry, as you mentioned. And it is a food pantry within the student union at OSU. And it has um, different food options that are non-perishable and it is unmanned. um, So students have that anonymity protected and so that they can come and not feel like um, they are being watched by other students or faculty. And so it is just in a private room in the student union and the door is always open and students are um, free to come and go as they please. And then one day every week, a student does come in and clean it and wipe it down and restock it, make sure that it's a good experience for students. But it's a really neat project at OSU and I'm really proud to get to be a part of it. Well, and it's what a great way to shed light on something that's not really ever talked about, because if you're having food insecurities, you don't necessarily want to talk to everybody about that. You might be a little bit embarrassed. And this is a great way to, to help meet that need. Yeah, exactly. Well, as Pete's Pantry, you, you guys really started this from the ground floor. So is this on like several different places in the, you know, on the campus? Are you going to do more of those? Um, so currently, it is just in one spot. Um, it, like As I mentioned, it's in the student union. There are different pantries on campus that are run by faculty, which is so incredible. Um, right. For example, there's one in the animal science building called the Trough, and it is literally just a faculty member saw a need, and he realized that a lot of his students were hungry, and so he wanted to give them the ability to have a snack or something they can grab and go to get them through the day um, without feeling as though he was specifically offering something to them, um, again, to kind of be respectful of those students. Um, And so he just put a filing cabinet in the hall and filled it with food. And now it's um, a longstanding food pantry that has been there for several years. And so um, we don't want to take away from those faculty members who are really um, working to satisfy need, but we, once we get Pete's pantry really up and running, are very open to and are exploring the idea of collaborating with those pre-existing options or working to maybe move them or expand them, um, just depending on what each college and each area of campus already has. But the thing about the food pantry that's been interesting is we've learned it's not as simple as putting food in a space and then letting it go. Um, There's a lot of um, intricacies that go into making sure it's a positive experience for students, which is something that's really important to us. Um, And that is why we are um, being diligent, but careful with how we approach things, because the last thing we want to do 
is ever have a student have a negative experience based on a resource that we're offering. Sure. Well, and a lot of folks may not realize, but your brain just works better when you have good food and you have food available to you. Yes, exactly. We're going to pause a moment for a quick break, and then we'll be right back with Amory Griffith on the road to rural prosperity. With communities from border to border, Bank First lenders understand the needs of today's agricultural market. Whether you need to purchase land, equipment, or livestock, or maybe need an operating line of credit, call on Bank First. They are a certified lender with the Farm Service Agency and can help with specialized financing when other banks can't. Bank First is proud to serve the needs of the Sooner State's agricultural market. Bank First is loyal to Oklahoma and you. Member FDIC, loan subject to approved credit. Headquartered in Oklahoma City, the Oklahoma Public School Resource Center envisions a quality public education for every child in Oklahoma, and their mission is to drive transformation and increased academic achievement within Oklahoma's public education system. The Resource Center is a nonprofit organization that provides essential resources, professional development, and technical assistance to the state's public schools. They advocate for high-quality instruction for all Oklahoma students and support increasing classroom innovation to provide them a challenging, globally competitive education. We're back on the road to rural prosperity, visiting with Oklahoma State University junior student, Amory Griffith. Well, have you guys found that with the uh, the pandemic and COVID-19 being everywhere that you've seen more of a need for, for these types of pantries? I would say absolutely. Um, I remember whenever the school announced that we weren't coming back last spring, immediately my brain kind of just went to, oh, no. What are we going to do? (laughs) I was thinking about that with my children too. (laughs) Yes. Yes. It was really true. I mean, in a lot of ways, terrifying. We didn't have Pete's pantry at that time. And so we didn't have a resource to offer students that was contactless, that was safe because we weren't there yet. And I remember emailing the student body president at the time and saying, I guess just release a press release with my information on it. So if students need something, they can get a hold of me because all around us, all of these resources we had built were closing. Um, and that's really kind of part of the reason Pete's Pantry came to be is because it's a resource we can offer to students without having to have direct contact. You know, they can come at their own convenience um, safely, which is right. actually cool um, that COVID-19 kind of hurried that effort along maybe sooner than we would have done it originally. And so that's been neat that we've been able to offer the pantry as a way to keep students safe. Um, But we have definitely seen it well utilized, which shows us that there truly is a need. Um, And we know based on research that the need is growing. Um, And, you know, that's on a state nationwide level, um, actually, Feeding America has done a study recently um, that shows in childhood food insecurity, we were at about 10.9 million children um, considering themselves food insecure. And they anticipate that in 2020, they will see 17 million students considering themselves food insecure. And so we know that nationally and on a state level, food insecurity is growing. And so because of that, we can infer that it's growing on our own campus too. And so we're trying to not take that lightly and make sure that we're very prepared to help students who may 
be newly finding themselves in this situation. Who are some of your partners that have helped out with like donations and making sure that the, uh, the Pete's pantry stays stocked? Absolutely. Um, we've had some of the most incredible donors. Um, one is students. It's incredible to see how students want to help students. And so different college student councils and things of that nature have had um, food drives to try to help us, which is really cool. A great way to see um, the cowboy family truly coming together. And then we have also had routine donations from our daily bread um, resource center, which is a food pantry in the Stillwater community. We are super glad to have a partnership with them and couldn't truly do what we do without them. They come once a week or not once a week, once every other week to OSU um, and do what's called a mobile market. Um, And so they bring food from their food pantry to campus and allow students to shop through that. And then whatever is left that they don't give away to students, they put in Pete's pantry. So that has been a really incredible partnership that we're really looking forward to. A partnership that we have coming up that I personally am so excited about is um, we are doing a educational social media campaign with the Oklahoma Collegiate Cattle Women. Um, And so that will be a promotion about beef education and food insecurity and the nutritional benefits to having a complete protein in your diet. Um, And it will be a week-long series. And then for every like that we get on the educational post, um, the Oklahoma Beef Council will donate a beef stick to the food pantry, up to 2,500 beef sticks. So in the spring, we will have beef sticks to offer to students in Pete's pantry, thanks to the Oklahoma Collegiate Cattle Women and the Oklahoma Beef Council. So we're really looking forward to that partnership. Well, that's going to be amazing. So if you have, if there's other folks that would like to get involved with Pete's pantry or just organizations like this, what do you suggest or where do they start? Absolutely. Um, so they're welcome to reach out to me personally. Um, and then I have created alongside my committee, a donation guide. And so it talks about the different ways that you can help us, whether you'd like to do a food drive or make a monetary donation, um, things of that nature. It lays it all out for different ways that you can support and help us. And so anyone who's interested in helping, I just send them that guide and then it gives them the option to decide how they would like to proceed. Okay. And do you, do you prefer people contact you by email? Yes, that would be great. I have sga at okstate.edu, which uh, connects you directly to the Student Government Association email. And then um, I have access to that. And then um, people are also welcome to contact me directly at amory.griffith at okstate.edu. Well, Amory, you're doing amazing things, and we're just excited to watch your career take off because you've already got such a big heart. I know it's going to go on to serve many more people. Well, thank you. I appreciate that very much. Thanks, Amory. Thank you, Casey, for a great conversation today about Pete's Pantry on campus at Oklahoma State University. And that is our road to rural prosperity for this time around. We'll see you down the road real soon. I'm Ron Hayes. Have a great day. Thanks for joining us for today's Road to Rural Prosperity podcast. You can join the conversation about how rural Oklahoma can prosper by looking for us on Facebook. 
And you can find our growing number of conversations on our website, RuralProsperityOK.com. The Road to Rural Prosperity podcast series is a production of the Radio Oklahoma Ag Network and OklahomaFarmReport.com. Proud to be a part of the family of the Funk Companies.